Hello, City Church. This is City Church Together for Friday, May 14th. Welcome to some thoughts and ideas on Friday. Today, what I'd like to do is uh, what Whitney's been doing for us on Fridays the last couple of weeks. We are going to think through uh, the last message that we heard on uh, relationships, resurrecting relationships in this series. Um, and Whitney's been talking about on Friday things that uh, either me or Jeremy or Dustin talked about the previous Sunday. Today, I'm going to flip that, and I want to talk about what Whitney presented this last Sunday. Um, you might remember that 4 by 4 grid from Andy Crouch's book, Strong and Weak, first. Um, that is a phenomenal book, and it is short which might fit a lot of your reading taste, a short book. It's a really small book. It's got an elephant on the front with like a yellow canary kind of bird on top of it. Um, it is called, the, the tagline for it is Embracing a Life of Love, Risk, and True Flourishing. Okay, so what I want to do today is I want to just reacquaint us with these four quadrants, but I want to do so by giving you an example of how you might, uh, what, what sort of person might be in those quadrants, just so you can kind of have a picture of that. Okay, so um, remember that um, the two axes of this things are authority and vulnerability. So each one of these four areas, uh, each one of these four sort of um, ways to live life are either going to represent both authority and vulnerability, one or the other, or neither, all right? So let's, um, I'm gonna say flourishing for last um, because obviously that's what we wanna do out of these four. So let's start with uh, number four, exploiting. Exploiting, remember, is if you have a lot of authority but you are taking no risk. Um, this is, seems to be the, like the, the people that would fit in this category would be all of your classic villains. Um, think of, uh, well, let's just stick with some well-known ones, like Harry Potter. Okay, Think about Harry Potter. You remember, um, or maybe you don't, maybe you never read Harry Potter, which you should. Um, but Voldemort in Harry Potter. Voldemort is always trying to avoid risk while he gains more power. After all, he's learned that uh, from the first time around, um, that uh, it, it's not great when your vulnerabilities are exposed, which is what happened to him when, uh, when he was killed the first time, when he, when he tried to, or when he did kill Harry's parents, you know, at the very first of the book series. So Voldemort's whole quest is if I can get more power, more authority without making myself vulnerable. And you see what Voldemort does all through that series of books is he exploits people he doesn't really love the people, even the people that express their loyalty loyalty to him. Uh, think about Peter Pettigrew, you know, the um, uh, Wormtail, or or Malfoy's parents. He is only using them. the The exploiting category again is your classic villain. Um, this these are often your abusers, uh, your gaslighters, your uh, they. they they, are, they don't care about relationships because relationships are vulnerable. Love is vulnerable. Love is often devoid in this exploitative category when it's at its worst because it is all authority and no risk, and love always involves risk. 
Okay, so that is the exploiting category. That's your classic villain. All right, let's move down into the withdrawing category. Withdrawing category. Um, since I've done it to myself, we're here. We're in Harry Potter land. I'm just going to have to use Harry Potter characters for all of these. All right. Um, so withdrawing. Withdrawing means you don't have any authority. You don't have any power to act. You don't want to take any power to act, and you don't want to take any risk. You want to remain completely safe. Whitney did a great job of giving um, a video game kind of reference to this. Um, little aside, um, video games are not inherently bad. Um, I play Zelda for about two hours every Saturday morning. So um, uh, if you're interested, it is, I put it off for a long time. It's uh, Breath of the Wild on the Switch, which, you know, one of my sons played. And I was always kind of disinterested. I was a Mario guy. And I just picked this thing up recently, and it is captivating. Okay. Um, so perhaps I'm withdrawing every Saturday morning for two hours. But, but what video games offer, what Whitney told us on Sunday, is video games offer this sense of risk without real risk. You know, when you die in a video game, you don't die. They offer us a sense of power and authority. Look at me. I just, you know... I just picked up a new sword, and it's power level 15 instead of power level 10, and now I can really beat the bad guys up. Like, but, but really, I, it's, it's pretend. It's all pretend authority and pretend risk, and it's really not doing anything in the world. Um, there are, um, I think about uh, Ron Weasley in this, if you're, if you're sticking with me on the Harry Potter series. Ron, uh, Harry's best friend, um, especially later in the books, I think in the seventh book, Ron has a real period of withdrawal. Uh, Harry goes through this too, where he just gets sick and tired. He doesn't want to do anything. Uh, but Ron, in that seventh book, pulls way back. He says, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm done. It, this is too risky. It's too challenging. It's, it's calling me to too much action. I'm not very good at this anyway, so I'm just going to get out of this thing altogether. So you might find yourself in a period of withdrawal when you get really frustrated with you've tried and tried and tried and what your, your authority or your acting power doesn't seem to work to affect anything. At the same time, in all of that trying, you, you've taken risk, and since those risks haven't panned out, you feel vulnerable because you feel shameful like, and, and foolish. And so a reaction to that is, well, I'm doing neither. I'm going to withdraw. I don't want to be around people. I'm going to cut off, go into my home. This is different than the way, say, Jesus withdrawed, which was, or withdrew, which was to connect to his father, to pray, uh, which was actually a, a, an act of, of uh, vulnerability on his part. So that's withdrawal. It's Ron Weasley. It's, um, I'm going to check out a life and play video games. It's, um, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get some weed and smoke it and just forget that you know, you're not acting on anything and you're also not taking any real measured meaningful risk, okay? That's withdrawal. So we got Voldemort. We got Ron in book seven. Now the suffering category. The suffering category is tricky because we think, well, Jesus suffered. That's a good thing, right? Yes, it is. Um, But the suffering category in its most negative, especially if you get stuck in there, okay? So suffering now, we're saying you have all this vulnerability, but you have no authority to act. You are absolutely helpless. In this category, what tends to happen is we become victims. Whitney talked about this on Sunday, kind of taking up pridefully the label of victim and saying, people only hurt me. Um, In this category, this is often where blaming happens. Everybody did this to me. It's all their fault because you don't see that you have any sort of avenue for meaningful action, which you always, always, no matter who you are, 
you always have avenue for some kind of action you can take that's good. Um, but in suffering, often we believe, and I, I just, there's nothing I can do about this, so I'm going to be the victim. You actually see Harry in this category, uh, uh, in Harry Potter. You see Harry Potter in this category often quite a bit. Um, it's that he's the victim. Why did it, why did it have to happen to me like this? Um, just to stay in that nerdy universe, I suppose you go to Lord of the Rings, you know, Frodo, this is one of the questions that Frodo asked right at the first is like, Gandalf, why did the ring have to come to me? You know, I'm just here minding my business. Why I'm suffering. I, I, I don't have anything to offer. There's nothing that I can really do. Um, and suffering can be tricky because it can often seem righteous. Um, Jesus suffered, I suffered, I'm suffering, you know, people are taking advantage of me, and yet, if suffering is used as an excuse to avoid action that you're supposed to be taking, that you're called and equipped to take, then it actually becomes quite damaging to you. Um, So, that is suffering quadrant two. Now, let's get to flourishing. Let's talk about that as we finish out today. Flourishing is that you have you, you have, have realized and are acting on the agency you've been given. Agency just meaning um, like, you, like you can make meaningful choices. You can do this or do that. You can choose to do it or not do it. Um, or, you know, you can pick between two things to do. And that what, when you act, it will change something in your environment. So when you are acting to change things in your environment, in your world, and at the same time, you're not protecting yourself from being hurt uh, like, we talked, uh, like we talked about on Sunday, willing to take a risk, a risk in a relationship, a risk to open yourself up, um, a risk to share your failures with someone else, to say, hey, I, I, you're hurting. Let me let you know about a time that I hurt um, so that I can empathize with you. Those are all risky. Anytime you share something that can be used against you or someone can hurt you with, um, those are necessary for flourishing. And often we don't think that. Often we think the way out of suffering is simply more authority. Eliminate vulnerability, gain authority. But that's the way to exploitation. If you are suffering, the way out is not to limit your vulnerability. It is to realize the calling that God has in your life right at that moment and to act on it. And there is not a single person, not a single person, who does not have a calling on their life that they can act on in a moment. Some examples of what that might be. So if you're in suffering and you're trying to move into flourishing, okay, you're vulnerable. You don't want to limit your vulnerability. That needs to stay there, that you're being open and honest with people, that you're being sincere about your failures and honest about your failures, that you're taking a risk to love, a risk to step out to people to be rejected. Um, but if you think, well, I, I don't really have anything to do, you just ask, well, am I praying? That's an action that has meaningful consequences that come from it. Um, am I serving others? Am I intentionally loving others? Uh, am I engaging in spiritual disciplines that draw me close to God? Those are all meaningful actions that help move you into flourishing. Often we think about meaningful action is, do I have a platform? Um, Can I say something and a million people listen to me? Uh, Can I move mountains? Do I have a job where I can, you know, we think of those. That is not all that there is to meaningful action. In fact, the kingdom of God, Jesus said, is in a mustard seed. 
It's in a small seed, a, a grain of wheat that falls into the earth and dies. That's where the kingdom of God is located, and it grows up into a big tree. So it's often the small actions that you take in suffering or in withdrawal where you start to open yourself up again and also take small actions. Exploiting typically means maybe I need to take smaller actions and I need to open myself up to more vulnerability. So if you want to move from exploiting into flourishing, it's, man, I've been making these big, grandiose things. I've been bossing people around. I've been telling people what to do. I've been letting my anger get the best of me. I've been um, kicking my family when they're down, you know, to try to get from my family. Maybe I should take smaller actions like cultivating a prayer life instead of bossing people around. And I'm going to make myself vulnerable. I'm going to tell somebody about my sin. I'm going to confess it. I'm going to be open and honest about where I am and how dissatisfied I am with my life. Those would be, that would be a move from exploitation into flourishing. See, flourishing can look a lot of different ways. It's not just, oh, look at him. You know, he seems to be, uh, you know, he seems to have a lot of people that like him and has his act together and has a great family and look how white his teeth are. And he must, you know, like that's not, you know, you've been working out. That's not what flourishing is. Flourishing, the more you take meaningful action, at the same time, you're taking meaningful risk the deeper or further up into the right you go into flourishing, further up and further in. So City Church, I am very thankful for this last series. I know I've heard from a lot of you um, uh, just about ways that you are rethinking relationships that you have, how challenging this series has been to you, and I'm grateful for that. Don't let it go just because We've stopped, we've stopped preaching that series of messages, okay? Don't let it go. Um, hold on to it. Um, if you want to, it's something that's been helpful for me. Um, I just Googled Andy Crouch Strong and Weak Grid, and that grid will pop up there. You can print it off. I've got one that I've stuck in my Bible, and it helps refresh me to that to remind me, yeah, yeah, I need to, man, I need to, I need to risk today. What risk am I taking with relationships that I have? How vulnerable am I? Am I just bossing people around? Um, or am I taking meaningful action, even if it's, if it's small action, as I'm also taking meaningful risk? So you can Google that, find that, print that out um, any way you want to. Um, but let's be vulnerable and let's take meaningful action. Let's not exploit one another. Let's not be victims. And let's not withdraw to ourselves and away from people. Let's live in a community of flourishing because that is exactly what God calls us to be and do. A little preview for um, what's coming up next at City Church starting on Sunday. Um, I will be I will begin a series in Philippians in Philippians. Really excited about this. Um, actually, I'm mildly excited about it. If really excited is like screaming on a roller coaster, I don't I'm not quite there. So I'm more mildly excited. I don't even know if excited is right. It's like uh, I look forward to what God's going to do. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's, you can only look forward to what God's going to do. What, what other way are you going to look at it? It's future. All right, anyway, uh, Philippians coming up. Uh, a book, a letter written by Paul from prison about joy and about joy in what God is doing in other people. Whew. Boy, that's as, I think it's a beautiful follow-up to resurrecting relationships because that's exactly what happens when you're living a life of flourishing. You have a lot of joy in what God is doing in other people. Um, and even Paul from in prison can say rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. So that's coming up Sunday. In the meantime, let me pray for you. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Um, 
Glorify God with what you do this weekend, and we will see you on Sunday. Further up, further in, up and to the right, authority and vulnerability, life of flourishing, bingo, bango, bongo. Let's be silent and pray. Our Father, we love you because you loved us first. In an act of great authority and vulnerability, you descended to uh, you descended to earth in Jesus Christ. And Father, then Christ, in an act of what looked like great vulnerability with no power at all, actually, Father, it was full of meaningful action, allowed himself to be crucified on the cross. And then, God, beautifully with all authority given to Christ arose from the grave and in an act of vulnerability you invited us in to share you gave out we're so thankful father that you are a god of flourishing who calls us to be to be uh, to flourish with you what a good gift that is and we praise you for it now help the people of city church as we live in this city of Murfreesboro and wherever people are listening, God, help us please, please to overflow the love that you've given us to others. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Spirit, amen. City Church, go and multiply the gospel.